welcome into the First Day Pod. Your hosts, Michael Govier and Leanne Hello, are here to answer your listener questions. Today's show is all about you finding out about them. They'll cover all aspects of their relationship and personal goals. So sit back and relax and enjoy an honest episode and get real with Michael and Leanne. for the first day pod thank you for tuning in this is another edition of leanne hello and michael govier talking about life liberty and the pursuit of happiness <laughs> hi leanne what's going hi. on this tuesday uh a lot yeah it's been non-stop today really yeah, yeah. Are you tired i'm very tired you can tell <laughs> my bags under my eyes are I can go on a three-week vacation with these things. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. That's not true. Yeah, but you know what? The nice thing is, is I added coffee to my routine, and that's getting me through now. <laughs> well, that's important. Yeah. Coffee's good for you. It's good for your body. You know yeah. who would drink coffee? Who? George Washington. Oh, are we going to be talking about that kind of stuff now? No. This is the First Day Pod. First Day Pod at ProtonMail.com is how you contact the show. That is a place to send us an email. We got a great email from Jenny the other day. Mm-hmm. Jenny, thank you so much for writing in. Thank Such a you. pleasure to hear from you. You are truly a cherished individual. Thank you so much for your friendship. Yeah, you can write us an email as well if you want. We would love to have your friendship. First Day Pod at ProtonMail.com. First Day Pod on Instagram. You can check out our posts. We do show notes after the show goes live every Tuesday night. We do Instagram lives on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Does that all sound right, Leanne? Yeah, it sounds right. (laughs) Yeah, good. Okay. So for today's show, we have questions. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot. Yeah, like I don't know if we'll get to all of them. I don't know if we'll get to all of them today. So we may have to like do another Q&A show. I was afraid nobody was going to send anything. Yeah, you never know. You take a risk. You know, when you put a show out there, you're exposing yourself to the world. Yeah. And it turns out we have people have interesting thought-provoking questions so let's get to them without further delay we're gonna i have not seen these questions i'm going in blind wanted to be fresh yeah so let's do it leanne let's start off with our first question okay so um okay so here which at the beginning this is where i was starting to get bummed out people were like what's mike's it was all about like you so i'm gonna repose some of these questions to be like what's mike and lee's Da, da, da. So the first one, they were they were a little bit easier. So what's Mike's favorite color? Really? Yeah, don't worry. They get like super good. This is just going to be like fun, easy. Go ahead. What's your favorite color? All right. I, I like royal blue. I like blue. Okay. And what is royal Mike's blue? Favorite? It has to be royal blue. Yeah, I like royal blue. Okay. Is it similar to cobalt blue? 
Yeah, like your headphones? Mm, yeah, kind of. Now, cobalt blue is a little sharper. Yeah, it is. This is like more of a... That's more cobalt blue. Your the, headphones. Yeah, but it's actually a little bit... Okay, so anyway, so this this podcast isn't about the color blue. So you like royal blue. And then what is your favorite sports team? Um, I don't know. Tigers. Uh, you know, I like all the local teams. I don't really care as much anymore. I mean, I, I'm not like passionate about sports. I'm a grown man now, so it's not like I'm a <laughs> fanatic. I keep, I keep updated at all sports and baseball is a part of my life, but you know, I don't truly invest myself into a sports team as a 39 year old man. Cause I think that's stupid. Hey, I think it's childish. It's not. It is because you're just blowing cash. They they take advantage of people so they can get your money, and I don't like that feeling. And you know, it's just a big cash cow. That's all sports has become. It's all about money. It's mm-hmm. not about. There are storylines and there are human interest stories that get people's attention, and I respect that. But as a fan, I just think being a fan of anything is kind of sad. Like I, I respect and I connect. And the only way I do that is through genuine authenticity. I don't want to do it through fake, you know, kind of fraudulent means. Like, hey, you're our fan. Come pay a ridiculous amount of money to watch us play. Okay, that's fair. But I do like the sports themselves as a natural game. I love to play them. I always love to play sports more than I ever love to root for them. Hmm. But okay. if you want to say who's my favorite team, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm known to like the Michigan Wolverines and the Tigers, Pistons, all that crap. You know, I'm just a local bozo. <laughs> okay, so I just found this funny that the two easiest questions you still got fired up. So <laughs> this is going to be a fun show. Okay, so um, okay, so let me go to Gwen. She hey. had, yeah, hey Gwen. Hi Gwen. Okay. So she had some really good questions and let me go to them and they were, oh, she put them on my other page. Okay. Well, I wrote them them out. So here we go. So how do you deal with a mass opinion that you disagree with within your social circles? Well, she says social groups. So if, if a social group as a whole has a mass opinion that you disagree with, how do you handle that? somebody has an opinion that I don't agree with in my social circle, how do I handle that? No, like as a mass opinion. So like, for example, we've had it where I have been in a group of our friends that because I was like super, not super Catholic, but I was like very Catholic years ago and our friends weren't at all. And then So I had to, we, I don't even know why it came up that we had like some big conversation about it. So I think that's what she's talking about. If there's like a huge, like kind of the the majority of your social group disagrees with the way that you see something, how do you handle it? Wow. That's a tough question. I'm trying to think of a, I try to express myself. First off, we're not socializing much anymore. So it's getting harder. I feel more disconnected from this question because we're not, socializing as groups right it's just not happening and if i do get to see anybody it's just such a short period of time that we don't really get into stuff like that i suppose Mm. this is the problem Mm -hmm. but i'm trying to think along the lines of if i 
had an opinion that was unfavorable among a social group or that didn't fit into like their um, the way that they all agree yeah uh i guess i just kind of i would share it and then i'd find out whoa well you can't say that or that's not something i we would agree with and i would just kind of let it die i guess i don't know i'm not gonna sit i'm not gonna die on the vine for an opinion Mm -hmm. that's a good point that's not who i am uh i used to be really argumentative like that (laughs) when i was younger i was but i no you think now i am no, I don't think you are now, but I don't think it well, was. Well, tell me the truth. Were, I don't think it was just when you were younger, unless we're considering nine years ago younger, which it, technically it is, but you were still in your 30s. And you were quite, um, uh, you stood your ground in how you felt about things. Did I? Just nine years ago. Yeah, I think wow. so. See, I don't know who I am or what I'm doing. Yeah, you changed a lot. Like I'm very grateful. Um, I do like I do like people that um, hmm, I do like people that stand their ground and and that's good. And I like that you do for the most part. But I like how open you are. And I think um, I'm kind of the same way that like if I'm if I'm in a social thing, I'll still speak my mind about it. But you know that you can't change people. So why why have a big argument about it? So. I feel like say your piece, say how you feel so then they know because there's nothing worse than like, you know, when we were like in our 20s and stuff and even younger, you kind of just like agree to agree. Like we're learning it with the white fragility right now. It's all the the um, what do they call it? The um, I can't remember the word now. Um, Solidarity, the white no white solidarity that you even if you don't agree with what's happening in the room, you you still want to create that bond kind of thing. Um, and it's bogus because you got to live up to that then, even if you don't believe in it. So it's better, I think, just say your piece, say where you stand. So then you don't have to like pretend to be something you're not. And then uh, it might spark conversation if you have like the right group. And then if it doesn't, then just, yeah, you're right. Let it die and move on. So that yeah, was actually, it. I think hmm. when I'm surrounded by people or I'm in a situation, I'm thinking about the book club. I do just kind of start to keep quiet i don't say anything because i'm like you know what there's no point to this and but the book club that's the point of the book club yeah but there's just a lot of people talking anyways so what can it you know that's what like, the point is yeah but i just I, assumed I wanna, that you were just I busy thought, doing something else on the computer no i believe that there's a certain point where you're supposed to be in control of the book club, so you're supposed to moderate the conversation. That's how I believe, and I stick to those rules. So when people just start talking, I'm like, oh, well, it's just chaos now, and I'm, I lose. I just like, oh, I'm just going to listen. So, Huh. Anyways, yeah, you can learn about this later or whatever. I can give you book club critiques, but I do tend to kind of just zone out when people are like, all right, they're all saying their thing, and you know what? I don't... Yeah, I, I, I guess I do kind of fade out i'm not gonna i'm not ready to focus on an opinion and make sure it's heard loud and clear because it doesn't matter in the end yeah but if you don't want your if you don't want your voice heard or if you don't want to like articulate the way that you're feeling about something then why are you in why are you in the book club 
this is going off to a completely well, i do i've shared thoughts i will share thoughts i'm just saying it depends on the moment and the situation that's all so. okay fascinating i like being a part of the book club i like that you're part of the book club yeah so i didn't realize that you're fading out i'm not fading out i'm just i'm just chilling i'm like you know what i'm not gonna <laughs> let these people talk for a while that's all it is i'm happy to give other people the floor is what i mean okay cool cool okay by the way we're still doing the book club uh yes, every monday night eight o'clock eastern standard time they can't join anymore though can they not really i mean okay. it's too late you can't they, join i mean technically i guess they could but they got to be caught up to where we are so and the okay. the um post is right on there on the, the um like the book club post on instagram it says the schedule so yeah i want to make sure that everybody's always caught up to where we are that way we're not kind of catching other people up and spending the time on that um and i really don't want it to get too too big because the bigger it gets the harder it is for everybody to say they're where they're at and get the questions in and uh the author has so many good questions so that's how we're kind of structuring it going forward is actually looking at the questions that she had. I posed four of them out of the, I think there were like 22 or something. No, 18 for the first two chapters or the next two chapters that we're doing. Yes. So I just picked four of them anyway. So yeah, it's kind of hard to join, but if like, if you're out there and you want to join, you just DM me and we'll talk about it. So, okay. okay. So interesting. <laughs> This is, this is going to be fun. Okay. Next question that Gwen had was, how do you both individually feel about mental illness and its effects in life, especially if it wasn't pre-existing and it developed or accentuated later in life? Well, I believe mental illness is a very serious topic and should be dealt with accordingly. And should have incredible empathy at all times, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever found that you're in a situation that you're with somebody that because you, um, I mean, this isn't Gwen, sorry, this isn't part of your question, but I'm just, I'm uh -oh. curious. Um, have you ever had it where you're kind of with somebody that like a friend or family or a coworker or something that you've known for years and years and years to be one way and then they developed um, mental illness or some something that altered their state and you weren't really prepared for it or you didn't really notice it, but you noticed them changing and that you weren't empathetic because you didn't maybe register it as a, a mental illness? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can think of a couple people. Because I feel yeah. like that might be where it's where it's difficult, where she's saying that it it wasn't mental illness. It was just like a physical change in the oh. in their their brain change, too. So it seems like the their brain chemistry was altered by forces beyond their control. Mm. And then mm -hmm. uh, I found that they didn't they weren't the same way anymore. This person was changed and forever altered, still functional, but you know didn't seem to relate on the same level about various topics in life you know whether it was future goals or uh, relationships uh, even basic mundane things 
It just seemed like there's certain people. I There's a couple examples I can think of where a person was stuck on the same issue. They just couldn't let it go. It was like they mm-hmm. were obsessed on it. And mm-hmm. yeah, we kind of drifted more apart. That does that did happen, but there wasn't so much mental illness. It was like a it was like a change in them because of a an injury. So mm. okay. But as far as mental illness and people, I've I don't even unfortunately I haven't drifted away from a lot of people in my that were no, part you of my haven't. life early on. I've had relationships where you know, I met people and then you know we dated and it was over. That's obviously something that happens. Yeah, I'm grateful for all um, of those. Yes, I know you are. Uh, me, me too. Me too. Yeah. And, uh, but what about you? Have you had that experience? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I've had it. I can, I can think of one person in, um, that, and I don't know, I guess, I guess it was mental illness. Like I still don't really know kind of what happened. Um, but they did change. And I don't know if it was because, they developed um like if they if it developed or if they were so good at hiding it because we weren't very close and then as we got closer it started coming out um because i think that's something that happens too i'm very empathetic like i'm empathetic with strangers like i'm so i feel like i have an easier time uh with people whether they have a mental illness, but I feel like we, I feel like we all have something going on. Like, I don't think any of us are free and clear of some sort of misfunction in, especially in our brains and in the way that we are development. So I'm very, uh, open to, to that. So, um, when you just ask Gwen, when you're just asking how you feel about it, I, I'm fine with it because I just look at everybody like they're just people and that like I'm always intrigued with how people think. Um, I I think about like when she asked me the question, like when she wrote the question, immediately it went to me when she was talking about like the if it were if it wasn't pre-existing and it developed. I was thinking about everybody that had to um, kind of um, not deal with me, but work with me when I had my, my concussion for the, like that first year, especially because I didn't tell everybody that I had it. So I just hoped that nobody saw it, but I know that they saw it because I couldn't, couldn't make eye contact. Like there were so many things that I couldn't do. And then it got me thinking to how they had to deal with me. And, and some people I think kind of did drift because I didn't seem as present, but because I didn't tell them what I was going through, I think they just thought that I wasn't, I wasn't there. I didn't care or whatever. So um, I guess it's kind of the reverse. I'm thinking about how people dealt with me, but I did notice that. So um, yeah. So if anything, like I'm hoping that if any of my friends are listening to this and you're hiding something that's going on that you don't feel like you can talk to people about, I want you to be able to talk to at least me about um, because I should have told everybody about my concussion it would have been a lot easier, I think. Um, yeah. And, and I feel like it's the same thing with if you do have, I think, well, like I was saying, anyway, I think we all have stuff. So I think if we just like own it, then it makes it a lot easier. Kind of like call out the elephant in the room kind of thing. So that's how I feel. I don't know if of any course. of that was like 
Yeah. Of course, everybody should be sharing their struggles. So therefore, it's more common and there's empathy and connection and understanding between all people. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey. So you struggling with a concussion? Wow. You know, I had this problem where I was struggling with depression. It really, mm -hmm. you know, and then you could start having a conversation about that. Or, you know, right. like you could talk about concussions and anxiety or anxiety and mm -hmm. substance abuse disorders and everything. Everybody so should be sharing their stuff. But, you know, we yeah. live in an oppressive Puritan society founded on puritanical principles. So we're uh, fighting an uphill battle since this country, at least the United States, was founded, unfortunately. But I think with social media and everything, I think it's starting to be more open and people are really trying to, like, stop making it taboo because I think there's a taboo. lot. Of, yeah. But I think, You're yeah, taboo. social anxiety, I think, is a real big one that a lot of yeah. us deal with. Yes. Um, people thought I was just always late for stuff. And I am. I, I'm late for a lot of stuff. A lot of the time, it turns out that I, like, because I have to talk myself into going into it. I remember I went to a gala for my cousin. She was running it. Oh. So I wanted to be there on time. Mm -hmm. And I was there on time in the parking lot, but it took me so long because I had to be, I had to walk in by myself and it was, it took me forever. And so she just thought that I was late. Um, but it wasn't until like much later that I told her, Hey, by the way, just so you know, I wasn't like a jerk. I was actually sitting in the parking lot. I was going to be 15 minutes early, but <laughs> it took me so long to like muster up the courage to walk in those doors by myself that, you know, it ended up anyway. So yeah, I feel like we should all talk about the things that we have and then um, we'll all feel closer. So that's how I feel. I hope Gwen, um, I hope that that kind of answered it for you. Yes, Gwen, thank you so much. What a great question. And mm -hmm. by the way, if anybody out there is having a issue they feel they can't share with anyone, you can always email us or DM yeah. us on Instagram. We're very understanding. We can mm -hmm. we do listen. We're here to we're here to share and we're here just to listen and experience your experience. Mm -hmm. We're gonna experience your experience. Yeah, that's right. I said it right. You did. You did. Um, okay, so another question that we have is from Sherry. And Sherry says, what is one thing that you used to disagree about, you and I? So what's one thing that you and I used to disagree about, but that we agree now and who changed their mind? <laughs> the only thing that I could really, can you come up with something? Uh, you want me to tell you what I came, when like as soon as I read it, what I thought of? Please do. Do you remember when we were like we were first starting to date and we were driving to Jess's house for uh, Justin Course? So we were going over there for the party and we saw that great big beautiful house. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "That's the house that like not that's not the house that I want." But I was talking about that, and you're like you know, if you're with me, you're never going to have that house. That's not the kind of house that I want to live in, <laughs> whatever. Is that what I and said? You said something. I don't know. Do you remember the exact words? Because you're the one. I the thought memory. I said, I thought I said, I'll never be able to afford a house like that. So. Oh, okay. Well, see, okay. Sorry. So those were the words instead. So same thing. So, um, okay. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. Not well, the same I, thing. Not Wanting to be in a house like that, not being able to afford it, completely different. Correct. You're right. I Yes, you are right. So anyway, so that's what he was saying. Um, and then, uh, so I was like, that's 
garbage. Like I, I don't even, it wasn't garbage that you didn't think that you could afford it. It was garbage that you, well, not that you couldn't afford it. It was garbage that you thought that you would never be able to afford it. So I was just like, man, that's not cool. Like we should always be striving for more whatever. But anyway, it didn't really stop me. It was fine. But then we started dating now, like nine years later. And I remember you brought it up and you're like, so, you know, I don't remember. You'll probably be able to fill this in like exactly the words that you used, but something else that you brought it up that you were like, well, so now do you still want that big house and you want the this and the that? And I'm like, no, actually, I don't even want a big house. Like if I could just live in a little bungalow, like a brick little house, like a wartime house, that's what I want. So we used to disagree on that kind of about like how we were going to spend money. And I wanted all of these like things. Yes. And now I don't. So now it doesn't even matter. You could have millions of dollars and it's not going to go toward things. It's going to go toward experiences. Yeah. So I changed on that. That was really the only big thing. Um, You're also more open now. You're a little bit, you're, you're less dead set about things. So I feel like, I feel like we used to like, I think that was, I don't know if we disagreed about it, but I knew that I was always like nervous about a future with you because I thought it was always going to be like a debate session. Like it was, I was never going to be able to like be smart enough or, um, yeah, but some of that was your own insecurities. Mm -hmm. So, right. That's exactly what it is. And, um, and so I changed in that too. That now see what I, I did there. I just argued the point. And I just give in. So that's gonna be good. <laughs> I'm happy to give in. You can win. You can win whenever you want. Yeah. But um no, I think that you are more open and I'm more confident. And so it's a it's changing there. So I think that's it. Unless you can think of something else that we disagreed on before. I don't really know though. Yeah, uh, that is something I'd have to spend hours trying to kind of go back and rehash. Oh, I was Catholic first time around. Like, well, I still am. I'm still Catholic. I just don't really like, I'm not like a big Catholic. I don't really agree with a lot of that stuff. Uh, but um, now it did, in, it did in the beginning with our friends. You know, it never comes up in our relationship now. Not now. No, because it's silly. Because you're veering on to becoming Catholic for me. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, all right. So. Bad religion. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go on to another one. So, oh, this was this was a good one. Um, okay, this is from Heather, and it was funny because. Hi, we, Heather. Hey, Heather. She's really active on her stuff. I really love it. So, um. Okay, so this is like a question after question after question, and when uh, when I read it to you, I was I was like, is she on vacation? So this is this was her questions. How do you let go? How do you let work go while on vacation? Do you leave work behind or do you take your work with you? If you take it with you, how much do you still work? Do you set boundaries for yourself, and do you let work get in the way of enjoying your vacation family time? And then I was like, she must be on vacation. She's having a hard time with it. And then she did. She messaged after and she's like, Uh yeah, so I'm just getting off of it. So I'm just curious how you guys handle it. So I'm sure this is really a question for you, really, not me. Yeah, maybe. Because I don't. First off, I don't have a vacation 
and I don't have a job or a routine where like I can finally get away. But once upon a time, when if I ever did, like when I was a teacher and I went on, it was vacation, it was break time. I totally disconnected. I was like, I don't care what happens. If we're talking like Christmas break, mm-hmm. I was just checked out for two weeks. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but how about now? Know. Like Rota fanatic. Let's say that you went on vacation. Well, uh, that's funny you mentioned. Actually, this is an apropos question yeah. because right. I am going on. I am going to Maryland next week for uh, a, a 40th birthday slash 20th wedding anniversary celebration. Ocean City, Maryland, a beautiful beach town resort full of tourists. There's probably COVID all over the place. And uh, I can't I might wait not, to see you there. I might, I might not come back alive, but I'm going you I'm gonna rent a car and drive down there. And go see Aaron and Dana and the family and Jackson and Amber and Cam and mm-hmm. good friend Steve Guile. He's coming up from South Carolina. So it should That's be exciting. Awesome. Yay. But I haven't actually reckoned with what I will do. Hmm. I still haven't told my partner at my website that I'm leaving. And I'm going, I need to tell him that actually. Yeah. As soon as this show's over, I should immediately <laughs> be like, hey, I'm going to Maryland next week. And, you know, I do these daily videos Monday through Friday that I make. I edit them. I do the whole thing. They take like five, six hours. And I just don't know how I'll be able to do that when I if I go down there. Right. So this is a good question, Heather. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I I think that we'll just have to be like, hey, I'm not I'm not going to do these videos while I'm gone. So if I'm not doing it, no one can do it. Hmm. But if we're trying to grow an audience and a brand, this is a crucial time. So I really have some thinking to do. Heather, you have racked my brain. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. How do you do it, Leanne? What about well, when the last time you went on vacation? Like when you guys went to Europe? Yeah. How did you do uh, it? Uh, I think I think the whole thing, just like with anything, with like if you have customers. Or when you went have, to New York last fall. Yeah. That was your last trip, I think. That was the last trip. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so uh, the Europe one was a little bit more. That's that's a really good one to go back to because like you're really kind of checked out because the time difference and and everything. Um, and so I think just with anything, if you have clients, uh, so we're entrepreneurs. So we have specific clients that we work with and um it's not like we have a retail store and you've got to like figure out who's going to keep it open kind of thing. This is um, service-based kind of thing. And so we were just completely honest with our clients. And we said, you know, we had at that time, we had three jobs that were going to be going in. And mm-hmm. so prior to it, and it was kind of a last minute trip. Like we planned it, I think three weeks or four weeks before. Prior to that, we weren't planning on being away. So, um, well, we were planning on being away, but for a much shorter time just to go to Vegas for a wedding. And, um, so that was going to be super easy, but we just told them, we said, Hey, listen, we are going to be going to Europe. We're going to be gone for a few weeks. So here are the options. We can either line everything up, have all of our trades come in, have our carpenter come in. We will be available via email and via phone if they need us, but there will be the time delay. And, um, or we can just postpone the project until we come back and then we can handle everything while we're here. And every one of the clients said, yeah, okay, thanks so much for telling me. Like, it's not like we 
demoed their kitchen and then now they're without it for three weeks. They just said, yeah, you know what? Let's not even do the demo. Let's just wait till you're back. And then we can do everything that way you guys can leave it like leave peacefully. And I, of course, like mom and I were like, okay, but if there's anything that comes up, email me, call us, like take, we're there. And all of them was like, and no, it's, we're not, we're lucky. We're not uh, brain surgeons. We're not heart surgeons. Nobody's going to die on the table if we're not there. Um, so I think setting the expectation, I think a lot of the time we're the ones that put that extra expectation on it. Like, oh my God, like what are people going to do if we're not there? Chances are they're going to go on with their life and then they're going to know that, okay, you know, on whatever, August 18th, you'll be back. That's when everything will start back up. If Mm -hmm. it's a job that you can do that. Um, So I think it's really based on what kind of business you do. Um, And then the other part of it is how far behind do you want to be when you get back? So for me, when I'm on any kind of vacation, I still check my emails, um, not all day long, but either before I go to bed or when I wake up or, you know, maybe twice through the day, like just twice during the day. Yes. That way, when I come back, I'm not like bombarded with 500 emails that I have to attend to. These can all just be things can be delegated out. And then you just you know that you're kind of ahead of the game. So um And then her whole thing about, you know, do you set boundaries? Absolutely. Um, And I think setting boundaries with yourself is harder because your clients will understand. Um, It's just like if somebody, it was like a Mitch Hedberg example, um, joke. He was saying, he was going by his laundromat one night at like two o'clock in the morning and it said, uh, closed back open at 8 a.m. Sorry for the inconvenience. And he was like, it's not an inconvenience. It's 2 a.m. Like, of course, you're closed. It's the same (laughs) thing. Like if you tell if you tell people, here's where it is, I'm not going to be there. They don't expect you. But if you're not telling them that you're going to be gone and then they're trying to reach out to you and you're not responding or you're responding slower than normal, that's where the headaches come. But yeah, so Um, That's that. And then do you let it get in the way of enjoying your vacation or family time? Yeah, that's totally up to you. I think like if you want to just cut right off, cut right off. But if like when I was Thailand was a good example because mom was still working while I was in Thailand, but I felt like I still needed to stay on top of stuff. So um, I was with my uncle and my aunt while I was there. Well, my aunts and um I just told them, like, I just have to, in this amount of time, like, I just need to be able to do it because I want to be there for, like, design decisions and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And oh, so just yeah. setting, setting expectations. That's it. So this might be boring. Setting expectations I mean, is smart. Yeah. It's a it's the way to do it, I think. I think it's the only way to do it. There are mm-hmm. no substitutes. Yeah. So I think that's with anything, really. We put so much pressure on ourselves for everything. And a lot of the time we can just, like – the other, this isn't a question that you asked, Heather, but this is a really good thing just in business in general. Figure out how long it takes you to do things, like in general. And then when you tell somebody, like let's say you know that like for a design, it's going to take you four days to do the design. Tell your client that you're going to get it to them in like six to seven days. Because if you come back to them in four days and say, hey, guess what? I'm done. They're going to be super happy. But if you tell them four days and then it takes you six days, now you look like you're not staying on top of it. So I think setting the expectations realistically in a way that you can like, you can do better then that always works out. So there's that. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Very, very wise. Okay. So um, let's see some other. I can't believe how many we got. This is so cool. Um, okay. So another one is Maha. Hey, Maha. She was hey, our Maha. Yeah. yeah. She was one of our guests. Um, so she has a uh, two two questions for us. What are some of the highest valued things on your bucket list? Do you have a bucket list? <laughs> bucket list is such a lame cliche. I'm not oh. having a bucket list. Oh my god! Do you I don't like goal? cliches. I expect more from people. I think we should think a little more beyond the cliches. That's why That's I expect a little fine. more from everybody. Do you want me to come up with another name for a bucket list? Do you have something that you're looking forward to in your future? <laughs> a bucket list is a good thing to have, I think. That's fine, but let's we don't have to call it a bucket list. Why can't we just let's let's try to be a little more creative in this world. That's all. Perfect. Go ahead. What's a creative way of saying a bucket list? Uh <laughs> what a dump truck list. Oh god. Okay. What's on your dump truck list? Why is it called a bucket list? You fill your bucket up? If you if it's about filling your bucket up, that's what that means. Then let's use something that you would fill. It's my bathtub list. I'm gonna fill up my bathtub with all my memories. Oh man, now I gotta look up what a bucket list. Why? Or my it's my tummy list. I'm gonna fill up my tummy with all my amazing experiences. <laughs> so my tummy list. Let's see. I don't really. I'm sure I have stuff, but it's not. I don't actively think about it. I would love to go see places. I don't know that that's a really good example, though. I don't think that's a very creative way because the only way to get it out isn't very nice. It's not going to go out. It's going to stay in my tummy forever. Well, no, it has to once you check it off the list. No, you put it in your bucket to keep it. You don't get rid of it. Yeah, you do. No, it's the opposite of that. You put it in your bucket. Oh gosh. Okay. Go ahead. Fill your bucket with the experience. No, is that what? Okay, okay, fine. Oh, I see it. Hey, if you know the true meaning of bucket list, email the show's Cinema Nine. I almost said Cinema Nine. Yeah, because we're talking about there was a movie, Bucket List. Oh, maybe. Right? Oh, yeah, you're right. There was Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Uh, yes. Protonmail.com, first day pod at protonmail.com. And also, don't forget, Instagram, at, oh, yeah. DM us at First day pod. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> back to bucket list. Now back to tummy list. Yeah, your tummy list. Okay, so what are some... Uh, travel, you know, there's a lot of travel stuff I need to do. So I obviously want to go places, but we're not traveling right now, so everything's... You, know. you are tomorrow, next week. Yeah, but it's a drive. It's an eight-hour drive. It's not a flight to Australia. Oh, is that on your tummy list? Australia? Is it on yours? What's on yours? Um, you know, I really don't, I don't know that I have a bucket list. I don't know that I have a tummy list. Although now that we're talking about a tummy list, I want cheesecake like right now. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a list written down, but uh, let's see. I feel like we should. Let me go to my notes in my phone. I'll buy iPhone, the good old notes app. Does anybody oh. do this? I keep a bunch of lists in the notes app and, uh, I don't see a bucket list written down. I see uh, admirable people, uh, amazing tidbits, uh, booklets, um, depression log. Oh, I forgot about that. I was logging my depression. This is old. This goes oh, back wow. to like 2018. Yeah. 
What were you logging? November 3rd through 6th, 2018. I got really depressed after the medicine ran out. And then I started to just lay in my bed and not move. Since there's a TV in the bed now, I didn't work all weekend. And I just followed and I heard from everyone. And I only went downstairs when it was late at night. And I knew Ron was asleep. Who's Ron? This is some bad voice to text going on here. I think, <laughs> I think that means Aaron, not Ron, because I used to live with Aaron. Oh, Sunday, okay. I, Sunday, I took my last dose and it that wasn't fun. And then Monday, I somehow worked the ability to go to work, even though that was a real task as I wanted to walk, but it was raining. So I gave up easily. Interesting. This is huh. There's more. I won't read the whole thing. But how long did no, you do that up for? There's only three entries on the depression log. What made you want to do it? I don't know. It was 2018. And I was like, I'm going to log my depression so I can have dated moments of when I'm really depressed. Cool. Um, so I don't have a bucket list in here. So you don't have a bucket list either. No, but now I kind of, I want to. And it's funny after I watched the movie, I watched it years ago. I was like, that's a really good idea. And I did put some things on and then it's one of those things that I put it on and then I never really thought about it. But traveling was a big thing. And I've done a lot of that, but I would like to continue. I'd really like to travel with you. Yeah. Never, never done never that. never really traveled. It's so sad. Yeah. We were going to travel in March right before COVID hit. Yeah. It wasn't COVID's fault. I started a new job, which I lost because of COVID. So we might as well have gone anyways. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Let's see. I have goals. I do have a goals list. Oh, and well, there's there there's two people that wanted to know what our goals were, where we see ourselves. Yeah, but this isn't like goals is very broad. It could include a bucket list. Like my goal is to go to a place as part, you know, it's yes. inclusive to this question. Yes. One of my goals is go to visit the surf ballroom. Do you know what that is? Where is that? No. Well, the surf ballroom is the home of music it's a music venue where and it's in iowa beautiful iowa and <laughs> it's the place that uh richie valens and buddy holly and all those guys played at the night the music died that they crashed in that airplane oh wow so it's the last place they played in clear lake iowa so i'd always like to go check that out wow yeah okay that's great oh i've also wanted to go to oh beaver island i want to go there it's in michigan what is it it's Beaver Island. It's an island up on, I think it's in Lake Michigan. It's an island oh. off, it's an island in Lake Michigan that's off the coast of Michigan. What made you want to go there? Because it's unique. It's like this unique island that you can only get to by a ferry or a boat or maybe a little plane. Does anybody live on it? Yeah, there's a whole town there. It was like a oh. Irish, uh, a lot of Irish moved there at the turn of the century in the 20th century. So. Oh, yeah, so I have things that I want to do. Um, that's your that's your tummy list. <laughs> yeah, I've said. Oh, there's one more. Move to yeah. Liverpool, Pennsylvania, along the Susquehanna Trail, right on the Susquehanna River. Why? Because I drove through there a couple years ago for Christina and Christopher Deary's wedding, and I really <laughs> thought it was beautiful. And I was like, I should live here. So I wrote that down. Do you still want to live there? I don't think I ever will, but it would be cool. So. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. So I have all kinds of bucket list stuff. That's a good question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the only thing that's really on my list of things like to do is I want my ashes spread on my rock in in Central Park. 
That's really the only thing that has always been on my like list. Well, you'll be dead and you won't know that it happened. So I know. That's why I'm telling you right now. And then I'm telling everybody that's listening. So then when I do pass away, you guys can remind Mike. <laughs> oh, I won't forget. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a bucket list, but I want to create one now. So, okay, that's really interesting. Um, and then the next question that she had was, but we already know what the answer is. Um, do you want kids? And if so, what are some of the values you want to instill in them? So, Mike, do you want to have children? Uh, well, me and Leanne have talked about this. Leanne, no kids for Leanne. And that's fine with me because I've always been no kids. They cost money and uh, it takes a lot of commitment. And at this point, I'm pretty confident, you know, no kids required. However, I would be curious maybe just to have one. But that's just curiosity. And that's not a good reason to have a child. No, it is not. I'm sure that they would be very cute and nice. So, but we don't know that. I'm massively scarred by my parents, so I don't I don't see why I'd ever want to have a child. Hmm. Well, okay. I don't want to do it out of spite to say I'll get it right this time because it's just ridiculous. You can't control these outcomes. These are human beings. These aren't test subjects. These aren't uh, your little projects that you can control at a whim. So, anybody who's a They're parent not? knows this. Anybody who's a parent knows this. It's a nightmare. It's a it sounds nice. like a, it sounds like an exhausting nightmare of uh, anxiety, and you can't know what your child's up to. The older they get, the more they get to do what they want to do, and it's just it sounds painful. And I don't think enough parents express that. They always express about oh, how great everything is. So don't you can't you can't fool me, parents. I know the truth. <laughs> yeah, so reminds me. Last week or the week before, do you ever watch the show, um, What Would You Do? No, no. Have you ever heard of it? No. You don't know what it is? Nope. Oh, it's really cool. It's probably like my I favorite. I assume it's What Would You Do? Yeah. And it's my favorite. It's my favorite show. Like if I could only watch one show, it would be that one. And I actually don't I didn't know that. watch TV. But that one, if I know that it's on, then I like, actually, I think it's on tonight. Oh, cool. Anyway, it's super cool. So what it is, is they get actors to play out different scenarios in public places, in the mall, in a restaurant, and whatever. And then they see what regular people would do in that situation. What's and it called? Then, what would Jesus do? What would you do? What would you oh. do? Oh, I thought it was called What Would Jesus Do? No. What would you do? Oh, okay. We all know what Jesus would do in these situations. So, <laughs> yeah, okay, come on. So now... It's really cool. And so they have like all these cameras on. And then once either it seems like it's going to kind of like just end, then um, what's his name? John Keonis, I think is his name. Anyway, he'll come out and he'll be like, oh, this was all everybody's actors. But a lot of the time he has to come out because things get really escalated or things are getting really uncomfortable. So they have like really cool scenarios like they had. Um, oh, I've seen the show once. I do know what this show is. I love it. So anyway, so they had one where it was this mother that was like a new, um, had a new baby and she was with her like girlfriend. They were in a restaurant and they were talking and she was like starting to try to talk about like having a hard time as a mother. And she was like, oh, it's no problem. Like it's so easy. And like, if you just take a bubble bath and everything will be okay. And like all this kind of stuff. And then she went to the bathroom and this like little this girl was listening and she came over and she started talking to her about how um, 
you know, depression and all these things are like super normal. And, um, the actress actually went through a lot of it, um, in real life. And so she was like bawling. It was just, it was so nice to see. And so a lot of people are going through that if they're going to put it up on like a TV show like that. Um, so yeah, it goes back to the whole thing. Like talk about all the stuff that you're going through and people that are trying to have babies and can't have babies and not talking about it and thinking that something's wrong. Like we all just need to start talking about our stuff. Um, I completely agree, Leanne. So let's do one more question and then we will wrap up the show. Okay. It's been so wonderful, by the way. I really enjoy these questions. This might be my favorite episode. Yeah, it is so fascinating. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Keep let's let's keep them coming. Yeah, we have. Okay, so pick a good one. <laughs> They're so good. Um. Okay. Okay. Let me let me do this one. Okay. Let me get part of this one. Okay. So this one is from a listener. So oh boy. She, <laughs> she says. I know you two. Okay. So I haven't even read the whole thing. I read part of it, but I'm going to read it right now. So I know you two are navigating love in the time of Corona, but on air, you have both expressed pretty solid faith that it will work out. You're in it for the long haul, etc. I'm interested in hearing what are the qualities in each other or in your relationship that convince you of this. And then she says, potentially tough, and personal question, I know, but I appreciate how real you two are. And I've been trying, I've been having doubts about my own marriage. Oh, okay. About my own marriage. So I've been thinking about this stuff. What are your expectations of each other? What are, say, the top three or five most important attributes that you think make a relationship work? Respect, attraction, shared interests, compatibility, uh, compatible habits, preferences, loyalty. And then she says, I've been thinking about the Rilke, R-I-L-K-E, Rilke, quote, love consists in this, that two solitudes protect and touch and greet each other. I love this quote. And I think a lot of people expect their partners to sort of merge with them or see any differences as conflict. Wow, this is such a great question. Okay. Would also love to hear about how your view and expectations within the relationship have evolved while you're effectively been long distance the past five months. If this feels like it's too personal of a question to dive into on air, I won't be offended if you skip it. She's so cute. This is good. Okay. So you can pick any part of that that you want to answer. Top three or five most important attributes. Hmm. I can get right into it. Would you like me to start? Please do. <laughs> I think I touched on it um, maybe in one of our lives or something. And um, before we started dating, I had this laundry list of things that I thought were important. Height, mm -hmm. job, all this kind of garbage. And um, now after Corona, like now you realize what's important. And I think trusting your partner is paramount. I think you need to have a complete trust in your partner that they have your back and that they will take care of you. And I always had a hard time with that kind of thing because I was like, I don't need anybody to take care of me. 
you know what you you do like we need to be in a a relationship that you feel like you you have each other's back so i think that's one thing that's really really important and that i know that you have my back um so that's huge honesty i think honest uh honesty and truth is number 2 well maybe that, i'm not going to i'm not going to number them these are just the top and um uh, I think listening is another one. I think having to like being able to listen to the other person, even if you don't agree with what's going on um, and empathy. I think that's huge. Uh, and we have all that. At least I know that I have it on your end. I sure hope that you have it on, on my end too. But um, I think those are all like those solid core kinds of things I think are super, super important in respect, respect for one another um, and respect for how they operate is really, really important. So that's what I would say because all the rest of it, I feel like will probably change anyway. If you pick any kind of like characteristic, we all evolve. But Ooh, do we? We do. Well, you, I don't. So <laughs> not everybody. You're right. You're right. So, but we do. Mm-hmm. You and I. Yeah. So, how about you? Well, it's a tremendously daunting question. It's daunting? Yeah. Okay. It has a lot of parts to it. And it's asking, you know, what are these specific... specific <laughs> Easy for you to say. Specific. What are the specific characteristics that define your relationship? and how you'll get through it. Uh, we got through this far, but some of it was just luck, you know? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Of course you don't, but this is my opinion. Oh, sorry, God. <laughs> yeah. You know, here we are. <laughs> We've tried. We've certainly put in the efforts. We video chat daily, almost daily. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every once in a while, we miss a day. We don't communicate face-to-face. That's... Very rare, though. and In five months, I think we could probably count it on one hand, though. Yeah. That yeah. is very true. Mm-hmm. I've never been so connected to a human being before. This is certainly the most connected I've ever been to a person. And uh, Scary. It takes effort. <laughs> yeah. So really, it's about effort. And the drive to commit to that effort comes from within. It doesn't come from outside. Mm-hmm. I choose to do that. And yeah. I, I I constantly wonder, I'm like, is, is this going to work? Is this going to work out? You know, it uh, happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh, God. But okay, it, those are just fleeting thoughts. So mm. it's just part of old habits and old programming. And Leanne is someone that can be counted on to always be there and when that being there means, you know, literally being available for discussion or for just outlets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that counts for a lot. And the things, you know, the, the, some concerns of like, you know, being attracted and stuff, we don't, we're not together in those. So we don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know how that works at this point. 
Yeah, <laughs> we have this fear that all of a sudden we're going to see each other in real life and it's like, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we're very close and we're very good friends. We're partners and I don't know. I, I wonder about that and uh, mm -hmm. I hope everything works out. <laughs> I have nothing but the best intentions and I think about that stuff a lot and it always comes and goes you know but i also come back to the in the end of how you know how stable the whole thing is our whole relationship are is very stable and there's no major problems that are like constantly hovering over yeah that, um, that we're trying to avoid or i'm trying to like ignore mm -hmm. so that's really good news and i think if there was a bunch of problems or issues that were being pushed aside that would lead to inevitable confrontations that aren't happening and they'll have to happen one day but that's not the case so yeah it, and you know, love in the time of corona is simply a matter of routine effort and focus and you know trust mm -hmm. it's total trust between both of us so that's really special, mm -hmm. uh, uniquely earned characteristic, a trait of the relationship. Mm -hmm. so in the end, who knows what will happen? Nobody can. I always tell Leanne I can never promise anything. <laughs> I can only plan with the best intentions. Yeah. I say that all the time. All the time. <laughs> I'm not, you know, some guys promise women they make you know they've seen too many movies and like, i promise i will do this this and this and i promise that i my intentions and my planning are pure and i will tell you what that is but i can't i will never guarantee the future because nobody can do that yeah i've lived this life enough to know that things <laughs> will just come at you and you despite your best intentions it doesn't mean anything <laughs> so that's how i feel about it and yeah. I don't know if I answered your question, listener, but it's a really thought-provoking one. No, I think you did. And we're, uh, you th yeah, well, maybe I didn't. I don't know. You know what? Um, when you say the effort part of it, um, I think something that helped us was, because I'm not always as open, which people find interesting because I'm so like, oh, I love you. Like, I love everybody. Like, I'm just like a hugger. Like, I'm but I have a very hard time opening up about a lot of things. And I think that journal kind of thing that we did during the like height of Corona, mm -hmm. um, where it was a word document and I literally journaled in the word document. So then Mike could see it. And so he knew my thoughts because I wasn't able to like vocalize them. And yeah. I think that really, really helped um, because communication is huge, but that's only if you can communicate. Like if you have a hard time with communicating about the real stuff that needs to get out there, I think had we not had that, I we we might not be where we are right now because I might not have been able to open up. I would have been too much in my head. Mm -hmm. I would have thought way too much about a lot of the things and you can only do so much. So I think that was helpful too. I think finding tools that maybe can help um, that other people are trying. I think it's really amazing that you reached out, uh, listener, to ask those questions 
Um, because if you are having a hard time right now, staying in your head is not going to help you. So I'm super, super proud of you for, for asking the questions. Um, and you know, any insight that we can give as to what helped happened or helped us, but then we're not at the same time, we're not married. So that's what we keep talking about too. Like, what is it going to be like when we're actually living together? You know, we yeah. have, that's another we have a ton of, we have a ton of hurdles that we haven't even got to yet. So yeah, this is all pretty easy stuff when you start to compare it to other things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so yeah, so that was a good one to end with. And then we've got, yeah, some other ones. So keep them coming. And then maybe down the road, we'll do another Q and a, I like it. Yeah, this is wonderful. Thank you so much everybody for your thought provoking questions. Your drive and your effort is surely noticed by the two of us. This is the First Day Pod at ProtonMail.com. First Day Pod at ProtonMail.com. First Day Pod on Instagram. DM us. Send us a picture of you with your partner having a fight. You know, show us the goods. <laughs> Don't show us the happy times. We want to see the the nasty. We want to see the real ugly well, truth. Okay. We do. We don't hide from it on this show. We never will. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, don't forget, the episode comes out every Tuesday night, and then we always do Instagram Lives, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We check in on the episode on Tuesday, and then we do a weekly check-in on Thursday nights, and it's wonderful. If you could come join us, you can ask us questions. You can interact with us. We're both on there. It's a live video feed. We are available to you to be used as your puppets. Feel free to just control us with all of your thoughts and questions. You can own the whole session if you want to. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. All right. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. This is First Day Pod saying goodbye. Bye.